0: Hi, I'm Michelle, and this is the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast, where we discuss important topics related to today's church finance and or your bookkeeping business. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about benevolence funds, specifically, how do you handle them when collecting for a specific person in need? The IRS has set guidelines regarding this situation, and we will cover those today. Let's get ready to learn. Hello, dear friend, and welcome to the Bookkeeping with a Purpose podcast. My name is Michelle Brown, and I am an enrolled agent and church finance consultant, and I love all things Jesus, church finances, business, and books. In this podcast, we will discuss the ins and outs of church finances and clergy taxes, along with how to serve the local church as a staff member, volunteer, or through your bookkeeping business, all while keeping Jesus at the center of everything you do. So grab your notebook and pen to take some notes because we're going to learn all about church bookkeeping, payroll, compensation, and tax compliance. And I'll probably throw in an occasional episode on faith and mindset work too. So if this sounds like fun to you, then come on, let's get ready to learn. Welcome. Today's episode is titled Helping Those in Need Through Intentional Benevolence Giving. As you know, I believe that note-takers are history-makers and there's nearly always something you can take notes on. And you're going to want to take notes today because I'm going to give you some revenue rulings to write down. But before we get started, here is our cool quote for the episode and I love this quote. You ready? This is from Nolan Bushnell, who was the creator of the Atari video game system. Mr. Bushnell said, everyone who's ever taken a shower has had an idea. It's the person who gets out of the shower, dries off, and does something about it who makes a difference. I think that is just totally cool. All right, so now let's dig into today's episode. Thank you so much for joining me again today. I recently had a uh, a consulting call and a church on the West Coast was looking for some direction on benevolence. They had some, a church member who had lost their job and was in dire need of some financial assistance and wanted to know what they could and could not do and still stay in IRS compliance. So I thought, well, I'm sure I have an audience who would like to know this as well. So I'm gonna go over a few of the things that I shared with this church and you can definitely get ready to, to take some notes. One of the first things that I want you to remember is that the IRS does have a cap on benevolence being given before it becomes taxable to the receiver. If you're giving benevolence to a, an employee or a family member of the employee, it is always taxable income to them. But if it is just a general member of the congregation or the community, you can give them up to $17,000 in 2023 as a gift before it becomes taxable. So that's the first thing you need to know for the total for 2023 is $17,000. The Another point we covered was making sure that your benevolence procedures are followed in compliance with your official benevolence policy. If you do not have a written policy on hand on how you're gonna handle benevolence requests, and how those funds will be distributed, and you know qualifications, are you going to have an application process? Is there a certain time period? Who will the checks be written to? You need to have all this figured out beforehand, and then you need to make sure that you're following that policy. And then additionally, this is the big one. We spent the most time talking about, we verified that donations earmarked for an individual are not tax-deductible to the donor, unless and this is the kicker unless there is an understanding that all donations received will be used by the church in a manner that is consistent with their purpose and mission and may be used for a different purpose should the church decide the key is the church has to retain total control of how the funds are spent regardless of the donor's request so i wanted to give verification of the information that I shared with them because I always want to make sure that the information we're given is correct. And we are going to be talking about, you ready to write this down? Revenue Ruling 62-113. Okay, I'm gonna repeat that. Revenue Ruling 62-113. What that states is that if contributions to a fund, a benevolence fund are earmarked by the donor for a particular individual, They are treated in effect as being gifts to the designated individual and are not deductible. However, a deduction will be allowable where it is established that a gift is intended by a donor for the use of the organization and is not as a gift to the individual. The test in each case is whether the organization has full control of the donated funds and discretion as to their use, as to ensure whether they will be used to carry out the functions and purposes of the church. All of that, water it down, put it in simple terms, is the IRS is very specific when they say that donations to specific individuals are not tax deductible. We understand that. However, there is a however. kind of like in the santa claus movie where there's a clause like at the end of a contract that's however okay he got to be santa claus however in episode two he had the mrs clause where he had to get married in order to stay santa claus so in this instance if you write the irs says if you write a check and give it to a specific individual it's not tax deductible however If your intent is to go to this person, but you write the check to the church and understand that they're going to have full control that if they decide to give it to the person, then fantastic. And if not, the church has the discretion to make that decision and you're okay with that. If you do that, then you do get the tax deduction. And I know that can be a little confusing because it's so clear when it says, no, you can't do this, but you can do this. It's nothing is black and white with the IRS. There are so many gray areas and that's why you need to make sure that you read further. Don't just stop. This test suggests that in some cases it may be possible for a donor to deduct a restricted contribution to a church benevolence fund if the circumstances clearly demonstrate that it was a what they call a mere suggestion or recommendation. The big deal here is that the IRS wants to ensure that the church has total 100% control over how the funds are spent. Just like when I talked about restricted and designated funds, we can't tell the church how to spend their money. If we try to do that, then it is not a donation. It is basically, here's my money, do with it what you want to, and if you don't, then give it back. Okay, you don't get a tax deduction for that. So you want to make sure that we're following the IRS regulations and that we are doing this in the proper way. Again, there's also, they had an IRS private letter ruling, which generally these only... Cover rulings for specific situations, but if you read uh, IRS letter ruling 8752031, it does reflect the thinking of the IRS and it can have considerable relevance on how this things go. In this particular ruling, they said that the donor's recommendation is advisory only. The church retains full control of the donated funds and the discretion as to their use and the donor understands that his or her recommendation is advisory only and that the church retains full control over the donated funds, including the authority to accept or reject the donor's recommendation. How you as the church leadership need to respond to this to make sure it's handled properly is to have in writing in your benevolence policy that you will accept donations with the understanding from the donor that if they would quote unquote earmark it for a particular person or for a particular ministry that they understand that it's just a recommendation only or you know they would like for it to happen this way it is not an absolute and it's not a bad idea if you're taking up a specified benevolence offering for a particular individual to announce it ahead of time and say we're taking up this offering for the brown family unfortunately you know their house burned down they lost absolutely everything they have they have no savings they have no insurance that which by the, that is incorrect <laughs> but we want to help them out as much as we can we want to help them you know cover their living cost in a hotel or a rental for 6 months including food and you know everything that they need so that's going to be quite a large amount of money but you need to specify even though this offering is taking up specifically for the brown family we want you to know and to recognize that the church is still maintaining control of the funds and if at any point at our discretion we feel that we need to use these funds in another manner then you agree to that otherwise don't give something like that that's what the irs has to say about this i will give you that revenue ruling again it is a revenue ruling 62-113 and that is the whole deal with this is if you're not going to itemize your deductions this doesn't make a bit of difference to your taxes whatsoever it doesn't make a bit of difference to the church whatsoever it doesn't make a bit of difference to the individual receiving the funds whatsoever the only time that this even comes into consideration is if you need the tax deduction otherwise you can give all you want to Okay, (laughs) you can give all you want to and it's not going to matter. You know, the recipient may not have to report the transfer as taxable income if it qualifies as a non-taxable gift. That's going to wrap up another episode. As always, thank you so much for joining me today. I hope that the information provided was helpful and informative. And I pray that it gives you some more clarification on how to handle benevolence funds that come in earmarked for a particular individual. Be sure to tune in next time for more valuable insights for your church finance, office, and or bookkeeping business. And until next time, my friend, let's all strive to make an impact and not just an income. Take care and remember to always look your best, do your best, and be your best. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye thanks again for listening to today's episode if you learned something new or were inspired in any way please do me a huge Omungo favor and leave me a fantastic five-star review on apple Podcasts. it helps more people to find the show and then share this episode with someone who you think it could help until next time my friend be blessed